The following interview with Andres House can be viewed on YouTube on the MLC Network. The interview was quoted recently in an ESPN Crick Info News story about how Andres has announced availability for USA selection for the World Cup. We've decided to publish that interview here under our Big Innings podcast as well, for those of you who prefer audio media. We hope you enjoy. We're nearly a month into 2024, and this is going to be a huge year for cricket here in the USA. One player surely to feature heavily this year is Washington Freedom's Andres House, who is currently competing in the ILT20 with the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders. Andres, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, Nate, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we just chatted, it seems like, back in, what was it, September or October, actually, for the minor league, after the minor league final, and here you are. <laughs> You've earned another chance to play in another big franchise league. This time, the ILT20, you've played before in the T10. You had some great success there. You just scored 95 not out from 50 balls. In the same game, Ali Khan went three for 29. So there's two American cricketers right there that are performing hugely already. The league just started. We have three more to come, three more American cricketers to come in the league. How did that feel scoring such a big, a big innings like that? Yeah, it felt really good. I must say, it's something that I really worked on and strive for just to actually get a big score. I think I've been really good at getting forties and thirties. So really, it was one thing that I really focused on this year is to try and whenever you get a chance to make it big, is to really make it big. That's when people start no- noticing you, and that's when you really have an impact in a game or in a tournament. Is if you can get those eighties, seventies, or nineties right. Yeah, it's tough to score a century in, in T20 cricket, as we all know. But one of the things that, that we love about watching you play is how you can score in so many different ways. You've dominated in minor league cricket for three seasons now. You had a good major league cricket, too, with the Washington Freedom. And obviously, you've had two seasons now in the T10 where you've produced. Did you feel going into the ILT20 that you were in good form? Did you really feel confident in what you were doing or sometimes you'll talk to a player and they'll say I wasn't really feeling that confident and then they go off I remember talking to Rahul uh, Jarawala one time when he had a big innings and he was like I just had a lot of bad cricket behind me and all of a sudden I exploded what was your form going into this game yeah I felt pretty good I must say we've had a I've practiced a lot during this last week while I when I got here I probably I've never hit so much balls in a short amount of time. No, I felt good going to the game, but also just before I came to you, I was in Sydney on a training camp as well. So I think that plus the training we had, D20 specific training, yeah, going into the game was would probably just helped me a lot. And I definitely want to talk about that training that you went uh, to down in New South Wales with the Washington, with four other Washington Freedom players. Uh, but first, the wickets there, You with the experience you've had in the T10, you think that's helped you a lot transition to 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 the environment there yeah so dubai and abu dhabi is a little bit different and from what i heard i've never played at dubai this was the first time that i've played in dubai normally they say dubai's got a little bit more bounce than what abu dhabi has and the ball obviously the ball swings a lot in abu dhabi and not as much in dubai but uh, the wickets are just if you look at the tournament so the wickets has been really good 
I know last year the guys said it swung a lot and it's, the scores were quite low. So I think that's it's a thing from the league to try and get the, the scores as high as possible. But yeah, no, the wickets were really good. Like you did mention, you and f- uh, four other Washington Freedom American domestic players went down there to, to New South Wales to train. That was just a few weeks ago. How long were you guys down there? Yeah, so we were there for probably like, probably 10 days just had a train a short training camp for 10 days so it was, it was awesome i think bert cockley was with you as well right yeah so he's obviously the the snc for washington freedoms he came with and i think he's saw a little bit of his his old mates there as well but i think he just managed all the workload for us as well so now he can go come back to the us and and really create a few programs for all the boys and make sure that when July 8th, we are in the best shape of our lives, basically. The team you're playing for right now, Abu Dhabi Knight Riders, you're in Abu Dhabi right now, correct? And you mentioned to me earlier that the hotel's great. You got good restaurants there. They're treating you really nice. But yet that Knight Riders organization, a lot of the same people involved in that, obviously involved in the LA Knight Riders. You've got Ali Khan, who I mentioned before, who's the most successful American cricketer in 100 years, pretty much featuring in all kinds of franchise leagues for several years now, since about 2018 or so, 2017. And Ali having a game like, this is like what we expect from Ali Khan. This is like vintage Ali Khan. Obviously he dealt with an injury recently, but have you enjoyed your time playing with uh, with Ali Khan? Yeah, Ali is such a good guy. Um, I think people don't actually see the work that he puts in behind the scenes. Um, he he came a little bit before um, me to Abu Dhabi, and from what I've heard, he's been bowling Yorkers and bowling for the last ten days straight. So I'm really not surprised that he's executed so well in this first game. He thoroughly deserves whatever comes his way from just because of all the hard work he puts in. So now I'm really proud of the way he he bowled. We were quite in a tricky situation when he started bowling, and he he basically pulled the innings definitely pulled it back for us. So that was really good to see from him. Yeah, he does have a knack for some big wickets throughout his T20 career. Obviously, throughout his tenure with USA Cricket, he's always been a big game performer, a big moment performer. He has an an attitude that you need from a bowler who's going to bowl in the positions that he's going to bowl in. When you look at analytics about bowlers and and, uh, even in baseball too, when you look at analytics about pitchers, and you look at somebody's statistics and, and how well they do, you miss a lot of the big pressure stuff, which can only be seen with your eyes. It can only be felt in the moment of the game. It can't be conveyed on a piece of paper too well or in the numbers as, as well. But when you are when you do a role like him, you have to be able and willing to put yourself out there and fail and come back the next day. And I think that's one thing he does extremely well. He has a great mentality to be bowling in the power play and to be bowling in the death I think he's got just the right makeup for it yeah definitely the man he thrives on the pressure I think he really craves that that pressure moments and I think he takes his job being a a death bowler really seriously I know it's hard for bowlers to bowl at the death it's not a fun thing to do because the chance of you going for for sixes are quite high right so he really thrives in getting the better off the better I think, uh, and that's what makes him really good. He's got a unique action as well, so it does suit their bowling, does suit his bowling action, definitely. But I think still the mindset that he has going into 
into the job that he's doing is is just incredible. Yeah, we there was a lot of speculation leading into Major League this past year about how the wickets would play, about how what types of bowlers would do better on quote unquote American wickets, particularly Dallas because it was brand new. We all we all you played plenty at Church Street Park in the past, or you played a couple of times at least in the at Church Street Park in the past, and you performed well there. But what one thing that kind of rang true throughout Major League cricket is the real express bowlers, they went expensive in Major League cricket. So I think there's some adaptation that's going to need to happen there. So, yeah, Ali had a kind of a rough Major League cricket, statistically speaking, but so did just about every true pacer in the league. It's just a tough league right now for that, for that type of bowling. And I think it'll come back more into balance as the league goes. But it's great to see him exploding with these with these figures already in the ILT20. And it helps me look forward to what we have to come this year from Ali Khan and from other American cricketers leading into especially the World Cup coming up next summer. But you also have Saurabh Netravalkar, who's a teammate of yours for the Washington Freedom, playing in the ILT20. And Saurabh was with you in New South Wales when you when you went down there to train. Have you run into Sorab much while you've been there in the LT20? No, so he's in Dubai, so we obviously haven't seen each other. I think we're playing each other in a, in a week or so, so it's going to be good to see them. And again, he's a fantastic bowler. I can't say enough about, can't give him enough praise for what a good bowler he is. I know he always gets me out in the nets, but he's honestly such a good bowler. He really misses his length. He really misses his line. He swings it both ways. Um, I just think he's such a special bowler. And to do that and still have a full-time job is really incredible. On our Big Innings show, myself and Amin Patel, our weekly podcast, we we named you as the domestic uh, batter of the year in the USA for the year of uh, 2023. And we named Saurabh the bowler of the year for the year of 2023, uh, mostly due to his performance in the Major League uh, Cricket. He had the six, six wickets innings in Morrisville, which was tremendous. That's what we expect. We know that Saurabh's good. We know that he's a, got a, he usually has a very good economy. He's very consistent. He seldom has, has a bad game. But seeing him explode with that type of wicket taking ability at that level was just it was one of the one of the highlights of major league cricket uh for me yeah definitely i think um, some of us weren't surprised that he's done so well in major league i think uh, we always knew especially the guys on our side we always knew he was going to be economical he was going to do well it was just sometimes you didn't quite know whether he's not going to stand up against um, the really international batters and and he did that um, excellently. I think we all knew that it's going to be a good tournament for him. And in the, I remember in the playoffs, he got Nicholas Buren out for, for cheap. Had a great game there. Had a great game against the Unicorns. I don't think he's ever had a bad game in the Major League. Yeah, I think he's, he's really um, such a good teammate as well. It's just, it's just awesome to, to see how he excels every time he plays. He just feels like he's just getting better and better. And speaking of, as I mentioned, the wickets in Major League Cricket and your teammates that you, that went with you down to uh, New South Wales for training uh, from the Washington Freedom, Justin Dill, I, I felt like during the, the tournament, during Major League Cricket, I felt like it was good it, conditions for him. I felt it was favorable conditions for him. And we did finally see him appear in a game towards the end of the Major League Cricket season, and he played, he performed really well. So you've got depth. That Freedom team has depth at that position. 
at that domestic bowler position. Definitely. I think when Michael, they did such a fantastic job in the draft. I think they really tried to have almost a set of guys that's playing and then every single time have somebody to back up that player. And actually the people that we choose aren't backup players. They can actually easily fit into the team and do just as well or even better. I think it's just about the balance and the makeup of the team, whether you go left hand or right hand or whatever, right? So I think the way Michael chose the domestic guys in a, in the major league was really well planned. But yeah, I think he's done an awesome job and hopefully we get to keep the same core group and same domestic players that, that they can really actually now come good and perform the, like we actually should perform. Amin and I talk about your team all the time, the Washington Freedom, because of the fact that you guys seem to have an answer for every scenario. You've got, like you said, you have guys that play better in this situation or that condition. That was true for your domestics, for your overseas players. We just felt like the team had a lot of balance and maybe didn't have some of the huge names that other that some of the other teams did, but you certainly had the balance there and the depth in your team. And I think I'm really looking forward to seeing what Washington puts on the field this coming season, uh, especially considering it's right going to be right after the World Cup. It'll be right after the World Cup, so we'll probably see some games. I'm hoping we'll see some games in New York. I'm hoping that they'll be able to utilize that venue. That would be really great to see those types of crowds up there. But there's progress happening, I believe, right now in, in the George Mason Stadium there in the Washington area for the franchise you play for. And I'm hoping you know, that progress continues and we get that venue sooner rather than later. But it's very exciting to imagine you guys having a, a home ground. Yeah, definitely. I think the George Mason one, there's two locations, basically. There's the main one that's going to be built, and then there's this one that's that they're trying to get ready for the World Cup to have some right. warm-up games there. And then hopefully, if they can work it out, to actually have some major league games there as well, right? That's the plan. I'm not sure how quickly they'll be able to build the stadium and all those things, it being so cold and stuff. I think that, that is only time will tell how far they'll get before the World Cup starts, yeah. Another player that's playing in the ILT20, Nosh Kenjige from New York in Major League Cricket, playing for MI Emirates along, alongside Corey Anderson. Now, yourself, Nosh, and Corey all play in the same minor league team here in the USA, which is our basically our domestic T20 cricket structure. And you guys won the, the minor league cricket championship this year. You had an incredibly good team, a really deep team, and you did so without Corey in the, in the team at the time. But let, let's talk a little bit about Nosh. You're, I'm sure you're, you're friends with Nosh. You can't know Nosh without being his friend, I think. But the guy works so, so hard. And he's got such a great attitude. He takes care of it. He focuses on the things he can take care of, the things within his control, which is something that everybody in sports says that you should focus on. Just focus on what you can do. But Nosh, right now, playing in our Emirates, we haven't really seen him debut yet. But, man, what a major league cricket he, season he ended up having once he got into that team in MI New York. Definitely. What a great guy, Nosh. He's, a, he's always has a smile. He's always positive probably the hardest worker in the country. Every time I speak to him, he's either in the indoor or on the field uh, practicing cricket. The love for the game is immense for him. So I think no one deserves it more than him getting a shot here at the, the ILT20. I really wish that he um, can get a game or two. I've, I've got no doubt that he'll do well. 
if he finally gets a game. It's tough to just get a game. I know the MI team are quite loaded, so it's going to be tough. But when, if and when he finally gets one, I've got no doubt that he'll step up and, and perform like he always does. Yeah, he's he always does seem to find a way to contribute. Even with that MI team, there were innings where he didn't even bowl. And he still found a way in the field to make an impact in the game with a run out or with a good catch or, or with a smart heady play in the field. He he did that for you guys in the minor league final where he made a, a huge game, basically game clinching uh, run out there to get a uh, Gajanan Singh run out. He always seems to come up with, with something. He always seems to find a way to, to, to make a, a difference. And he's, to me, one of the biggest impact players we have in the whole USA and, and he's one of those players where you look at the score sheet after the, after the game and, and you he might not stand out to you, but there's always something that he did. If you watch the game, if you followed the game, there's always something, some way he, he changed the game. Definitely the best fielder in the team always. And then after, I don't think people give, him, give his batting enough credit. Agree, agree. I think he's, extre- he's extremely effective at that number eight, nine position. Right. I definitely think people should respect his batting a little bit more. Right. I know for the Mustangs, he's dug us out of trouble a few times this season. Look at just look at the final. He, I'll never get. He just came to me and said, let me go. Oh, okay. I'll get us to a decent score. They didn't right. ask questions. They didn't care how difficult it get us. He just had the confidence that he's going to save this team, and and he did exactly that. Right. I just think he's just an incredible cricketer that that definitely thrives on big moments. And because he works so hard, he can just fall back into, into his training, into his relaxed mindset to just perform because he's done all the hard work before the time. It's great to see him thrive and, and get these chances. He deserves it. I really hope to see him in the USA T20 team. He's been in the ODI team, but he hasn't played a T20 for USA since 2018. He brings three dimensions to the game. Yeah, his fielding is fantastic. His, like you said, his batting is underrated. He he has the record for most not outs in for USA in ODIs. He's done USA out of holes with the bat, and obviously his bowling is very good. And he could bowl in just about any circumstance. So, I'd love to see him in the USA team. Obviously, Corey Anderson. We all know how good he is. He's playing right now in the ILT twenty two. He's in a little bit of a rough patch right now, but he had a great major league cricket season and we know what he's capable of. But yes, you also play for Samp Army in the T10. Samp branded as a Morrisville team, the owners from here in North Carolina and Morrisville. And you play on that team with Obis Pinar, who is also on the Washington Freedom. And Obis has a reputation for some big hitting. He's capable of scoring big and scoring quickly, but he's He's just a very solid all-round cricketer, if you ask me. Yeah, well, um, we've known each other now for... We went to the same school in South Africa as well, so we've known each other for years now. And he's just a good person, unbelievable athlete, and then obviously a, a great cricketer. Um, he's working... He's, his bowling has improved so much over the last five, six years. And then he's, he's, he's always been a gun batter. Um, and it's just really good to see the, how his batting has evolved every year in America. He's just become more dangerous and more dangerous as right. the years went on. 
And I think he's finally found a, a blueprint the way he wants to play his cricket and at what at the number that he wants to bat at. And he's I think he's found that way. And I can't wait to see him bat and have a go at major in major league because I think it's he's gonna have a really good year if he bats the way he's currently batting. It's gonna be good for the Washington Freedom side. Oh, absolutely. Yes, he has. I think part of what maybe has helped his batting is. He, yes, he has batted in a lot of spots where maybe he wouldn't prefer to in minor league cricket. He's played on some teams where he's had to carry the batting at times pretty high up the order to do that, to carry the innings for teams. But I love watching him finish a game. I love watching him batting in a position where he can finish a game. I remember, I think it was two seasons ago, he had just come out of having COVID, dealing with having COVID. Of course, you're going to have a lot of fatigue. He looked tired on the ground. He started slow, but he, he kept in the game. And late, he was going like just a little over a, a run of ball. When it, then the team needed him in the last four overs or so, he just ignited and he went nuts. And he it, it's just, it was a typical Obis finish to a game. And, and I was worried about his endurance at the moment and his fitness because he had just gotten out of having COVID. And I know he struggled a little bit with that. But just watching him explode in the big moments, we've come to we've come to expect that from him. That's a big player that Washington Freedom has as well there. Oh yeah, and by the way, Ovis uh, and his wife Marika are expecting a baby this coming spring. So congratulations to them. He was in the Ball and Play League last year too with with the John Boy Media. I was the umpire. Both of us had the distinction of getting hit hitting the private parts during the yeah. tournament. Yeah, so we we can uh, we're in the getting hit in the private parts club for uh for John Boy <laughs> for John Boy Media. But yeah, I mentioned before the World Cup's coming up. You're eligible in April, I believe, for USA selection. We have a few other players that are eligible now or becoming eligible. It would be great to see you on the international stage representing the USA where you've lived and you where you've played your cricket, where you've benefited the the community. Uh, it would be great to see you in the USA team come June at the World Cup here in the USA, in New York, in, in Texas. What are your thoughts on that? Are you looking forward to this opportunity? Yeah, definitely. I think if that opportunity arises, it, it's always been a dream of mine to to play international cricket firstly, and then secondly, to play at a World Cup. I think that's every cricketer's dream, to play at a World Cup. Really testing yourself against the best of the world and just seeing the pool that USA is in, you're definitely going to be testing yourself against the best of the world. Yeah, it'll be really awesome to play for USA if, if we get the chance. We still got to first make the side, but if the opportunity arises, it's something that we'll def I'll definitely take with both hands. And, and you've spent the last three years playing amongst and with and against USA players like we just mentioned Sorab, we mentioned Nosh. I think that They've appreciated this this new page in American cricket over the last three years, the minor league. I think everybody has benefited from minor league and major league cricket over the last three years quite substantially. You've seen how it's how we've gone from an infrastructure point of view. You've seen where we've gone in the last three years. From a quality point of view, I think minor league gets more and more higher quality every single season. We look at the opportunities it's given to some of these younger players that have made their way into the national team, the Saimukamalas and the Vatsalvighelas and players like this who 
they're so young and they, we have a kind of in 2021 USA had a, a youth movement where they brought a lot of these guys into the team and they brought them in the team in large part because of their minor league ex, uh, performances. And they've shown that through those minor league performances that they're ready to be tested at the next level. They're ready to, to take the next step towards taking the next step. And um, I think it's been such a great platform for players to, to demonstrate that ability to demonstrate that they have what it takes or they have potential, such as these young players have. I think you've probably seen these players grow. Ali Sheikh, for example, you know him quite well. You've seen his journey over the last couple of years. How impressive is a player like him? Ali, I think Ali is going to be a great for the USA. Right? I think he's going to have an extremely long career in USA cricket. I think he must just buy his time, must just wait out his time because his time will come. I think he's extremely talented and, again, one of the hardest workers in cricket, right? Right. Um, he always wants to practice. He always wants to learn. He loves speaking cricket. He loves asking questions about cricket. So I think he just needs to be patient. But when his opportunity comes, he will definitely be ready. And I think his attitude on the ground, he looks like he always wants to be involved in the action. He's a good fielder. That minor league team that you have is full of some players to, who play hard in the field. And he's one of them. He makes great catches. He makes good. He's a good thrower. Yeah, but the biggest thing with Ali, I believe, is his his mentality. So he's one of the next big rising stars in, in cricket in the USA. And that was demonstrated by the Knight Riders' faith in drafting him ahead of the U2021. I think they wanted to make sure that they got him for the long haul. Definitely. I think I moved to Dallas last year, February, and we've been training a lot together. Just the way he's matured from February till now, he's, he's almost a different person. and It's almost like he's grown four or five years in his cricket in just that single year. Just because he plays a lot of cricket, he asks a lot of questions and he's made some, he's made some technical changes in his batting. I think that's improved him so much. Batting-wise, his bowling has always been solid and he's been, he is an incredible fielder. But the best thing is just probably his attitude. That is, that's pretty amazing. So he's definitely going to be great for USA cricket. He just, whenever his time comes, and it will come. It might not come this year, it might not come next year, but or it might even come this year, who knows. But right. when it comes, he, he'll be ready. So thinking back to the Major League season this last year, who was a player... An international player that stood out most to you, that impressed you the most in the league. What What's one player that really stood out to you? I think obviously Classy. Classy has been he's been in probably the best form of his life for the last three years. He's just I don't think there's a cricketer in white ball cricket that's better than him at the moment. The way he times ball and the strikes ball is just incredible. He's obviously been awesome in the in the major league. I think they've all discovered Spencer Johnson just came to the scene. He had a really good big bash before that. Played a few games here. He's going to be, a, I think, a real big deal for the Knight Riders going into next season. And years ahead, he's going to be a big key for them. So, yeah, I think international guys, Classy was by far the standout guy. Quentin had a really good tournament as well. But, yeah, for me, Classy is, is, is the one. He was, he really impressed me too. Just, he's got a unique physique. 
He's tall, but he's got low shoulders, and so his arms are low. So I think that gives him this ability to play spin the way that he does. Uh, he plays spin so well. You can't miss with him. You know, you put it too short. He's going to make something short, he, and you can't overpitch him. He's going to just – he'll destroy it. It's six runs instantly. So I just enjoyed watching him play spin, and I enjoyed l- reading about what he said about how he approaches spin bowling. I think he, like you said, he's just pummels the ball. He's a tremendous white ball batter. And I think Nick Peron in that final innings, I don't know if I've seen anything like that before That in that final. That that final was special. I think that's probably his, his best innings you'll ever play. But again, two of the most dangerous batters that we just mentioned, Heinrich and Peron, when it comes to playing against spin, you, you literally cannot bowl a bat for it. And it's not like they'll they'll hit it for four, they'll hit six. Right. So and they just don't miss. Um I think the way they pick up length is, is incredible. Obviously two different type of players. Um Heinrich likes to eat straight, Purin likes to eat square. But um again, miss either way, it's six for both of them. Ultimately I think they probably the two most dangerous batters in the world at the moment. So it it's I think it's just awesome that they are part of MLC at the end of the day just makes the league better and it just um, brings in the crowds and it's and hopefully they'll be back um, for this year's edition I mentioned earlier that some of the pace bowlers the fastest bowlers struggled a little bit in major league cricket but that pace difference between what American cricketers are used to seeing what what actually what any cricketers used to seeing and the top tier the very fastest guys it's there's not a whole lot of guys bowling 93 miles an hour these days and so when you get guys out there, Nordkia, who's just bowling rockets, and Lockie Ferguson and players like this, it's scary to see something like that up close. How different is it to keep to a, a bowler like that? How, how different is that? It's all right. You just got to get used to it and stand a little bit. You obviously stand further back, right? So you have some time to, to catch the ball. I think the difficult part comes in is when the wicket stays a little bit low. You have to go up to make sure that that Nick carries to you. That's when it becomes really tricky um, because you're always getting rushed. But if the wicket's good, it's all right. Um, You get to stand quite far back. Like in Dallas, you can stand quite far back because the bounce is pretty good. And the outfield before you is also fine. So you don't need to worry about getting hit in the face or anything if it bounces before you. So I think that's probably the key is to... If the wicket's good, it's okay, it, and it's nice to keep for them. But if it's a if it's a low and slow wicket, you gotta go close, and then it becomes quite difficult. You notice such a difference between bowlers of that pace and, and someone bowling about eighty. It's a it's just a it's a pretty big yeah. difference. I was a catcher in college in baseball, and there were a couple of different pitches that I always found were the most difficult to catch. The, and, and it's always about the location of them. If you had a, a good two seam fastball pitcher who would pitch inside to a to a right-handed batter, that ball's going to get you in a part of your hand that's a little uncomfortable, and you're trying to frame that. And knuckleballers were always incredibly hard to catch. The balls, because they're hard to hit, so they're going to be hard to catch. I'm only a couple feet behind the guy. I've always found it amazing in cricket. In baseball, the catcher's calling the pitch. He's relaying it to the pitcher, and the pitcher's agreeing. And then the pitcher throws the pitch that the catcher called. And... If you don't do that, you're in a lot of trouble as a catcher because of the variations of the uh, of the deliveries. In cricket, 
how often do you know what's coming up? How often, when, when you're up for a spinner uh, who's got a good googly, how often do you know when exactly that googly's coming? Never. <laughs> no, never. Uh, no, you don't. Um, obviously, I think people are looking so much now for clues because some bowl is already difficult to pick. You just got to make sure that you catch it at the back. No, we don't. There's no, probably the, maybe for some people, but the teams that I've played in, the bowlers don't like to give you a signal or anything. They just basically expect you to catch the ball at the back. So, yeah, you just got to adapt and, and catch it. Um, the benefit we have in cricket is at least you can re still read the ball off the wicket, even though you can't pick him in the air, probably. So it's, you do have a little bit of time to adjust. Really, it's difficult when the ball starts skidding then you can get rushed. But other than that, you still have a little bit of time to read it off the wicket if you struggle to pick it up the end. And you got guys on that Washington team like Akil Hussein, who's been terrific ever since Major League Cricket. He was great in Major League Cricket. How, how, is he a difficult guy to keep too? Because he seems to really give batters a lot of trouble. I think he's a, he's, it's more difficult to bat against him than to keep against him. No, what a fantastic bowler. The way he bowls in the power play and also another guy that thrives on bowling in the power play in a difficult situation. So he's a fantastic bowler and hopefully he'll come back for us in freedom. Who's the hardest person to keep to in your experience? I think Sunil is up there. I've kept to him now. Um, he was pretty difficult just because you don't know what's coming in. Even though you know that what's coming, that the bounty generates off the wicket is it's a lot, and it comes sometimes it comes quite quick. There's a guy that T10 Peter at the glow that Australian cricketer, another one that's quite difficult to keep just just because he bowls extremely quick and he's got quite a, a weird, a funny action, <laughs> different action. So um, you got to really look out for some clues. But once again, for all of them, once you get used to it, it's alright. It's just the uh, when it's still new, it can be quite tricky. But right. I think, again, you have that time off the wicket to to adjust. And obviously, you speak to them before the time, ask them questions. Where, what's their stock ball? What most likely will they bowl to a left-hander, to a right-hander, um, middle overs? How, when will, how will they get up the over? So just so you have that mindset of, okay, this is where he's going to go most probably. So just be ready for that difficult take or not. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed watching Hatsuglow. I've really enjoyed his action. It's strange. He always looks like he's ner he looks like he's terribly nervous too. Like he I don't think he is, but he looks so anxious. He's I can't wait to get this ball out of my hands right now. But I've wondered if he'll if we'll ever see him in major league cricket because he has been quite effective everywhere I've seen him bowl. Um but yeah, it's I love watching those leggies. I, I like sitting behind them so that you can pick what they're about to do. Because if you look behind them, you can pick the ball. But from the front, I'm lost. Yeah, he's a fantastic bowler. I think uh, it'll be awesome for him. He'll do really well in, in, in the MLC, um, for sure. Um, and as for picking bowlers, yeah, it's a lot easier if, if you can be able to stand <laughs> at the back. It would have been nice if you had those, that time for someone to show you, give you a signal. And also, I think the biggest difference between picking a bowler is when it really becomes difficult is when you're playing at night. Yeah, that, that's when the Rashid Khans and those guys really are difficult because you can't really pick that, that googly anymore. In the day, it's a little, it's still very difficult, but it's at least a little bit easier than at night. Yeah, then you just really got to sometimes just be lucky as well. 
Yeah. So now you've been in USA for three years. Is there another American sport that you really like to watch? I haven't gotten into the, the American sports that much. I love watching the, the, play, the playoffs of the NBA as well as the, the playoffs of the NFL. Not much a fan of the normal league. It's just too long and too boring for me. I don't have the time to watch everything. But now that it gets to crunch time, I really enjoy um, watching those both the, the different leagues. You got to go to a hockey game now that you're in Dallas. They have a hockey team. You got to go to an ice hockey game in person. But yeah, Andres, I don't want to keep you anymore. Thanks for joining me and talking about all this fun nerdy stuff that I like to talk about. And good luck to you there in, in, in that wonderful hotel and in that wonderful league. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.